This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch, the producers hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. Like we are every week, drinking nothing but the delicious beers. And, uh, man, you know, let's go ahead and get the show started. Uh, everybody knows what sound that is, no matter where you are. If you're sitting in church and you hear a can open, you're like, ooh, who just opened up a beer? Yeah, I mean, just, Usually it's just a, disguised by a cough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like high school all over again. Uh, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. This episode is sponsored by Christmas L by St. Arnold Brewing Company. And not around much longer, so if you want to celebrate the season with this old L, 7.5% is a perfect L for your holiday party. It's a delicious beer and the first seasonal that St. Arnold ever made, which I still find that to be a fascinating little fact. With, uh, with this episode of uh, Drink of Ages, we have... From Sigma Brewing Company, Matt Peterson is hanging out with us. And later on, we're going to listen to Dude Man Hay, badass little surf rock band here in Houston. You get to hear their songs in between the breaks. And if you're here at Drink of Ages Pub, you get to listen to them live. So, I mean, the surf rock just goes, it goes back a long ways, Matt. And, uh, it's just fun, man. It's just like a, just a good classic sound. It's a, it's a feel-good kind of music, I guess. It is, it is. Yeah, and which yeah, I wasn't really around when all that was popular you know, back in the day. But I still would love to have like a forty-seven Woody, you know, <laughs> something just surfboards on top. So, I mean, it just be yeah, a hell of a thing. But yeah, they dude, man, hey, man, making some excellent music. And uh, but we're gonna talk beer for a minute because what I opened up is this beautiful blank crowler, 32 ounces of something. Who knows Matt. what's in it? Yeah, so <laughs> the Sigma Brewery, uh, man, one year into it now, and what exactly am I pouring right here? Uh, you are pouring our uh, Horribly, quad- by the way. quadruple dry hop Medina Sod. This fresh batch. Um, same old Medina Sod. We just layer another double dry hop on top of it. This batch is a Zaka Vic Secret. So um, it's going to be a little bit different than before. Some kind of uh, bubblegummy aroma, I guess, from the Azaka. You're going to get a little bit more citrus. Um, it's nice, man. We've been pleased with the way it turned out. That is really good. Yeah, that is a tasty beer. Thank now, there's been the Medina side that you had at the anniversary party. A different batch. Yeah. Uh, so that one was lemon drop and um, forgot forgot the second hop. But um, yeah, so like all the all the the four X dry hop Medina sods, we it's just normal base double dry hop Medina sod, mandarina citra, and then we layer two additional 
hops over that in a sec in another double dry hop. So um, and we try to change it up every time, keep it interesting, keeps us interested in it. And uh, you know, when it comes around, it comes around. We don't always do it, and kind of when we feel like it, we do it. <laughs> so. No, this is this is really good and kind of following the you know style of nice little haze to it. Uh, very nice head retention. Uh, so it Thank pours you. into a, a beautiful glass. Yeah. And it tastes really good. It looks all right. Looks all right. So you guys <clears throat> celebrated your one year back in September, the end of September. We did, yeah. Uh, made it through the first year. Made it through the first year. Who who knows what what we ha what's in store for the second year, man? Yeah. Well, you know, we once just, you, I'm sure that everything went exactly as planned and how you thought it was going to go. Always does. Always. Yeah. I mean, we we tend to we visualize everything, and plan it perfectly, and execute everything just as per planned. perfectly every yes. time. Yeah. There's never anything that ever goes wrong. I mean, so uh, in, in the in the initial business plan, there was a wrestling ring that was built into that plan, right? Always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> from, from conception, always. We were like, yo, we're going to have, where's the wrestling ring going to go? It's going to go it's right, gonna go right here. Yeah. Well, where's the brewery going to go? It doesn't matter. No, this it, is where the wrestling yeah, ring has you, to go and we'll you, build a brew house around you're it. You're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and and the ring is still there. It's not there right now. We like uh, Doomsday took it. They're they're doing some events and stuff through December. So they're they're doing their thing, which frees us up to have a little bit more space, which helps um, you know do some events and things like that. Um, but uh, it'll be there. We're gonna do another another show, I think, in February. So it's gonna be uh, potentially Valentine's Day themed. Someone might get married. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Something yeah. exciting is going to happen. Oh yeah, always yes. always riveting. <clears throat> oh man, no, you guys have created a a pretty badass place on the east side of town, and not only uh, you guys have become quickly become a favorite around Houston with the beers you guys are producing. I hear it in the pub all the time. You know, people come in here and they're like, "Oh man, Sigma, they're they're one of my favorites," uh, and that's because you guys are making some solid beers. Uh, Bonesaw, we have that on tap, and I'm kind of saving that one till later in the show, <laughs> just because it is a nine percent, and you know, just staying focused, and, you know, trying to keep to, it on track here today, DJ. I'm gonna to work creep, on it. Creep up on you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, you guys are making some excellent beers. You got a badass little brewery over there, and you're doing some really cool things. So. Um, Anything that, like, looking back over the first year that really stands out in your mind that, uh, you know, it's like, okay, either this, this was great or we should could have done something differently or, you know, or both? I mean, I think there's there's always things that you, you know, might, might have done differently, um, you know, looking back on it. But, I mean, we, we did things kind of the best best we could. You know, like, when, when we launched, we launched with three relatively boring beers right we have blonde ale and american pale ale and a porter and um looking back i was like man i wish we would have launched with like medina sod or bone saw or something huge and good and everything else but like we we did what we did for for reasons at that period of time you know it was like that was you know a, a lot of people come to the tap room and they ask 
like me or they ask Nick and they're like, well, where, where did you guys like work before this? Like, what did you do before this? Like, where'd you brew and, and all that? And we're like, man, we, we didn't. We, before we brewed 400 gallons, we brewed 10 gallons. And so, you know, the reason we kind of launched the way we launched is because we were trying to figure out how that system worked and get it dialed in and figure out how we scaled on it and all that good stuff. So, um, you look back on a lot of those things, you're like, we could have done that maybe a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, it's like you just you make the decisions you make and you kind of try to put your best foot forward. And I mean, hell, like if we could have done it, like I would have liked to get started three, four years earlier, right? Then, then we actually did um, when we really wanted to get started. But you know, you just kind of play the hand you're dealt, right? Yeah, and in three years from now, there will be a brewery opening that will be opening up that will be coming to talk to you guys and go, man, I wish we would have opened three years ago. <laughs> and you're like, oh, we did. We opened up at a good time. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it is it's a really good time in Houston for, for craft beer right now. I mean, um, if you look at any other major beer city and you see how much game there is there, um, you know, San Diego or Portland or Denver, um, there's just there's so much saturation and I've say I've seen some articles in Houston come out like oh Houston has 42 breweries is is the market saturated and we're just like we scoff at it right we you gotta laugh because like there's no way there's there's no there's no market saturation yet in this city yeah all all we're seeing is people getting turned on to craft beer who are becoming interested in, in what we're doing in in our neighborhoods. And so you're going to start seeing things just become more and more local. And so, like, people are going to have their local watering hole. It's, it's, it's you know, this brewery or that brewery, and, and they'll travel to breweries to get certain releases and things like that, which which we already see happening. So it's, like, a really great time to to be starting up, you know, in, you know, in Houston right now. I think we're kind of on the cusp of, of some – explosion in the industry here which so, um, is yeah on the beginning stage of explosion and then the balancing out of it and that's that's where and by and that's i don't mean that breweries are going to be shutting down and you know all, no it's just that there's going to be a balancing of, of, of consumers that's yeah, yeah. and it's going to all of a sudden yeah there's only so many people in houston and then once we kind of reach the capacity of hey these are all craft beer drinkers and then you can then you can really start seeing the forecast and start forecasting your business plans and right. everything else i mean what 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 we should all as breweries uh be aiming for in houston is to have everybody in houston drinking local beer right not not pulling things in from you know uh, out of state out of country whatever uh but having people be so excited about what's being brewed here locally that that they don't want to go anywhere else because there's no reason to because everything every flavor they want they can get here and it's and it's the best and it's best, the best that they can get yeah yeah, yeah i definitely I, I do agree with that although it is pretty exciting some of these other breweries that are popping up around the country too oh, de oh it definitely <laughs> it is, is man i mean it's it's a great time to be in in the united states like there's a renaissance happening right now in craft beer and there's a lot of cool cool stuff going on yeah, all right, let's take a quick break and get back. We'll talk more with Matt from Sigma Brewing Company and drink some more of this Medina side. Drink a beer, just be right back.
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at cashbranding.com. Drink of Ages Radio, uh, we are back, and I am John Denman. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive, and serving nothing but the excellent beers, not only from Houston breweries, but we do pull in some from uh, around the country that we deem worthy enough to tap our walls. There, but there's some nice ones here. Not very many, though. I mean, uh, you, you were talking about you know keeping it local and stuff, and... I have 32 taps, and there's one, I don't know, like five? Yeah. That four? That's not, yeah. Man, I'm, all good beers, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always I always like to refer to that we were the first people to ever put Sigma brews on. Very true. Yeah, you guys bought our first kegs from bought us. Bought first kegs. A little over a year ago. Yep. That was a good night. It was a good. It was muskrat laughs. Nervous. Because he, he's going. You don't remember that night. <laughs> I do, man. We were nervous as hell. Like it was just, you know, a lot of firsts for us that day. You know. Yeah. First keg delivery. But now, I mean, you guys, you know, you've been radio shows. I mean, you've been written up so many times. I mean, it was like gravy at this point for you. No, it's always nervous, man. It's tough to, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, it's just always that, like, oh, I'm going to say something stupid and everyone's going to hate me afterwards. Or yes. Whatever, you know? like, 
yeah. I don't know. I got over that a long time. I say stupid stuff all the time. And just keep just keep rolling with it. It's just the way it goes, I guess. Just right. what it is. That's what you know. You do a beer show. I mean, you can't can't be that in, intellectual <laughs> the whole show. True, true. Only just small pockets of intelligence. The rest of it's full of um, malted barley and hops. <laughs> and, and bong resin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a little bit of bong resin. <laughs> uh, now, so yeah, this this at this point, what what beer are you making the most of? Man, I don't know. That's a tough question. Is there is there one that that has become a crowd favorite? I don't know. I mean, like people people like Medina quite a bit, right? When 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 we brew Medina, uh, it's gone really quickly. Uh, we sell a lot of it real quickly in the tap room. It moves super fast, but we don't brew it often because we like to brew other stuff, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, like I think I mean, they're they're definitely crowd favorites, but but we try to keep things mixed up enough to where we're just brewing different all the time. Because I get that, that's kind of what makes us happy. Like like I would hate having to brew the same beer all the time. And so maybe one day we're gonna have we're gonna get to that point. But like while we don't have to do that, like we're just gonna have fun with it and do new stuff and. Like, oh, yeah, let's bring Bonesaw back. Like, we haven't brewed, brewed Bonesaw in a while. Like, let's bring Murdoch back. We haven't brewed Murdoch in a while. And so as we have uh, the IPA, just the Sigma IPA and fermenters right now, um, seem to get a pretty good response to that one. Uh, so we're going to keep keep brewing that one, I think. Um, people are digging the APA, too. Um, and then we're just kind of going to smatter in some of the really hoppy ones. And... Um, where we're going as a brewery and and like where we're really focusing a lot of energy now is in a barrel program um so we got about 25 26 barrels in the brewery right now uh looking to hopefully double that in the next few months um really start where are you, where are you collecting all these barrels uh so uh yellow rose distilling uh we're chummy with those guys really enjoy their bourbon and rye whiskey um and so we pick up quite a bit of barrels from them but uh, really all over man i mean their whole business is built on the buying and selling of of barrels so these brokers buy truckloads of them from distilleries and then they piece them out to little breweries like us where we'll buy them four at a time or (laughs) six at a time or whatever um so we're picking up some i mean just we buy barrels, and I don't even know what I'm buying them for yet. And we're just like, oh, that uh, that sounds really good. We're going to have it's that. It's available. Like, oh, brandy or cognac or whatever. Like, buy, buy, buy. Put it on a rack, and then we'll talk about what we want to put in it and what beer is going to go well with it. And um, But, you know, that's that's where, you know, that's where we've always been wanting to go. It's what, what Nick and I have always been interested in as brewers. Like, you know, how... Uh, aging on wood, you know, nuances beer and changes it and kind of uh, turns it into something that's just greater than it ever could have been, um, you know, without it. And, like, that's super intriguing to us. And so we just want to continue exploring all that. And so yeah. that's where the brewery's going, you know, now. Well, was uh, Burial in Space 
burial in space. Was that your first burial? First, yeah, burial? first. I'm having a hard time saying all these words. Barrel-aged beer. Yeah, it was the first foray into barrel aging, at least at this scale. And uh, so those are Yellow Rose barrels, uh, rye whiskey and outlaw bourbon. And then we blended them back. So it was a double barrel beer blended back together. And um, it, I mean, we were, we were pretty pleased with, with the way it turned out. It sucks bottling all that, but I'm really glad that we did because uh, it, it made it so that a lot of people could, could enjoy it and share it. Bottled and wax top, topped, right? Didn't we, didn't, we didn't wax top. We were trying to get some, like, glittery pink wax to put on the top, and then we just abandoned the idea after we bottled because we were like, uh, I'm tired of yeah, doing this. That's so, enough. Like, yeah, I think that's enough for now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> on my on my kitchen uh, by the sink, I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent why they're still there, but they're unopened. But I have two cans of Medina side and a burial in space that's just sitting there, and I, and I clean the kitchen up and I wipe. You know, I move them and I wipe and I put them right back <laughs> where they were. It's like that's they they live there now on my kitchen counter. Um, I just like looking at them. Just one day. One, one day, day. Perhaps. One day. It's gonna, Medina yeah. side, I probably need to go ahead and open those and drink those. I would recommend, yeah, we can replace those with some other cans <laughs> exactly. or something here coming yes. soon. But yep. uh, the barrel but can hang out there for a while. That one's probably going to sit around for a little bit. Yeah. I took one, uh, actually, I took all of it up to Denver for Great American Beer Festival. My buddy lives up there and took a bunch of beer up there. He used to live here in Houston, and now he lives up there in Denver. And so just kind of showing, like, hey, this is what's going on lately in Houston, and these are some really excellent beers brought them up there. And, um, yeah, he enjoyed them. I mean, they're just uh, burial in space is it, such a uh, – man, it, it makes you makes me want a dessert. Yeah, it's a really decadent uh, – uh, barrel aged beer. I mean, it's, yes. it's uncut. It's not sessionable uh, by any means. But that's what I mean. That's what we wanted out of it. Right? I mean, like I wanted a, a giant beer that tastes like booze and uh, you know sweetness and you know uh, uh, like kind of figgy and just deep like stone fruit and, sh- and stuff like that. Like like there's a lot going on there. And it's ultra boozy and super strong, and you know we're we've always been of the mindset that it's just like if it's barrel aged, like I want it to be big and decadent and delicious and super boozy, and so that's that's kind of where we went with that. Almost all of them we're going that in that direction. I mean that's that's what the way we like them to be. So. Um, yeah, the Murray the Murray Fuggin is is that too. I mean, like that's dessert as well. I mean, it's just chocolate and cinnamon and just rum and whiskey. It's, it's, it's some of my fun. favorite things all uh, in one bottle. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's uh, that was a fun one to make, and now we have we're gonna do twice as much next year. Uh, we're getting ready to, to brew everything and put it in the barrels, uh, but 50% of it we're gonna um, uh, it's gonna be a coffee variant because uh, we did a coffee variant at the anniversary party and it was like blue 
us away. Like we were like we were like this is the way this beer is supposed to be. That's the, that's, that's the one. Yeah, and so we're like, all right, we're gonna do that, but in volume this year. So. Uh, but that one, I, I don't think I tried that one at the anniversary party. I don't. I, there, there were several. There was a lot that by the time I got there were not around anymore. We still have a very little bit left of that one that we've been hanging on to, in like a slim keg. So I think one of these days, if we get, you know, if we feel productive enough, we'll we'll try to bottle the rest of it off and just hang on to them for a little bit so we can. Just here you go. Check this out. Yeah. Who knows if it's gonna stick, stay good for any period of time, but we'll see. You know. No, just drink it. Yeah. Yes. Hoarding beers is is one thing that I wish I'd never started because now I have so many beers I don't even know what to do with them. And I mean, it's easy to say just drink them, but it's like ah, I don't know. I'm about to have a free beer giveaway at Drink of Ages Pub because <laughs> 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 they're all in the dining room and I, the people are showing up already. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the lines out the did door. You, did you say free beer? Free beer. All right, Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thomas with No Label here, drinking this delicious Elda M Milk Stout over at Drink of Ages Pub. You're going to find it at Drink of Ages as well as many of your retail establishments around the city. It's a tasty milk stout coming in just over 6%. Nice roasty malt flavor, uh, dark chocolate notes, and uh, vanilla is rounding it off at the end. Super tasty. Uh, find it at many of your retail establishments and on tap around the city. Cheers, guys. Hey, guys, what's going on? This is Ryan with Nola Brewing. Blessed are the thirsty, and Back Pew Brewing has the answer. Their Saints and Sinners lineup is full of badass beers like Blue Testament, Seder Swill, Ninth Circle, and their new Pale Ale, Evil Doer. Tap Ruben is open Saturday, noon to 5 p.m., with lots of badass beers, outdoor games, and frisbee golf. Food trucks are on site, ready for you to just snack it up. Find the Back Pew Brews in stores and in all good drinking places. Cheers.
back here at Drinking Bitches Pub. Hanging out with Matt Peterson from Sigma Brewing Company. And am I saying it right? Sigma Brewing Company? Sigma yeah. Brewery? Sigma Brewing Company. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden, I always like the third segment. I start second guessing myself. Starts. That's because <laughs> the alcohol is starting to set in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure you know the show's done professionally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything. All the, yeah, we have integrity here on Drink of Ages. <laughs> Quality checks. Uh, as I'm finishing the 32 ounce growler of the Medina side. Uh, yeah, that, that is that is a exceptional beer. So this beer. That, uh, that we're drinking is on tap now at the brewery. Are yeah. kegs going out? There are kegs going out. Um, past couple releases, we've hung on to a bunch of it to can or crowler or whatever. And we're, we're, I guess, lazy this time around. And we're like, I don't want to can this. I don't want, like, let's just, we'll, we'll, let's send it out. We'll share the love. So. There's a good amount that's, that's I mean, for, for us, I mean, anything that we put out is a limited amount because we're just tiny, right? We produce 10 barrels at a time. So, um, you know, there's there's probably five barrels going around town um, uh, sometime later this week or early next week. And um, so people will be able to find it um, out and about, but you always get at the brewery too. I mean, it's going to be there for a little bit. Yeah, but stop by the brewery. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, it's fun having a bar and all, but uh, man, if you want the freshest brewer, I mean, you go to the source. We, yeah, we. I mean, when when you make it, I guess you can keep it pretty fresh. Yeah, and and this is no, that's pretty damn tasty. Well, I mean, uh, that came out of the bright tank today, so that's about as fresh as it gets. It's not bad. So what other beers uh, you have coming out? You were in between breaks. You were telling us about another one, the, another beer, another IPA that you guys have coming out. Yeah, so we're, we're brewing it tomorrow. Uh, it's basically, um, for all intents and purposes, uh, kind of like a double Medina. Um, so similar grain bill. It's going to be a little bit lighter in color than Medina is. Um the most aggressively hopped beer we've done ever. Um, so right around uh, seven and a half to eight pounds per barrel uh, dry hop charge. Uh, mainly, uh, you know, just fun hops like Citra and Equinaut and um, uh, stuff like that. So we're super excited about it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a learning experience for us. We haven't done anything that hoppy before, so that's kind of why we decided we wanted to do it. And uh, I think we're going to can a good bit of that and just kind of see how it goes. But um, that, that's going to uh, that's going to fill up your mash tun. It's going to fill up the mash tun. Uh, there's going to be a lot of hop particulate in the fermenters. It's going to make a really nice brew turd. <laughs> and uh, so we're excited to see what happens there. Uh, how if we can fill the entire trench drain uh, when we're draining that the fermenter out afterwards. So that's gonna be fun. Um, but it's gonna be super dank. Uh, we just settled on the name uh, the other day, uh, and it will be called the Apparatus Double IPA, and that is uh, just. Uh, refers to uh, an instrument that we created for our 
uh, purposes, extracurricular, uh, extracurricular activities, activities uh, that we made out of brewery components. So piping and sample valves and things like that. Anyway, uh, well, you're much more advanced than like my apple and a big pen. <laughs> Zuguini, I got all this like stainless steel tubing and piping and stuff like that hanging around that all like bolts together. Like, well, I bet you we could make something out of that, and we did, and we dubbed it the apparatus. Does it and, connect to a gas mask? Uh, we do. We have a gas mask at the brewery. We could <laughs> probably rig that up. Um, uh, this brings back some uh, great memories. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that the apparatus delivers the dankness to us, so we felt it appropriate to dub that beer the apparatus because it will deliver the dankness to you. So it makes sense. It is only logical. And I guess I need to spend some more time at the brewery because <laughs> <laughs> not only a, a muskrat man. One thing you know, not only do they make great beer, but they make some of the best fajitas that you'll ever eat. <laughs> uh, that's a, a Brewers Guild meeting uh, that they had. First one that you guys hosted over there. They cooked the fajitas. A lot of a lot of places when they do the guild meetings, they have food brought in and stuff like that. Unless you know, of course, like St. Arnold, they, they make food and whatnot. Right. But a lot of them, they they have food made in. They broke out the barbecue pit and made some of the best fajitas that I've ever eaten. Oh man. Thank you. Which reminds me, there was one drunken night that we were talking, and I said, man, we need to do a Sigma taco night up here. We need to. I just remembered that. We can make that happen, <laughs> man. We love cooking. I mean, you know, for that, like for all those, like the guild meetings and things like that, like we we care about the community, and we care about our contemporaries, and we want to, like, like the thing that we can do, other than like making and sharing beer with people, to show like our appreciation for them is is like feeding them feed you know them. like yes. make make food and feed them and so that's i mean we it helps that we like to do that but we we kind of made a thing we're like i don't care what it takes like every guild meeting we're cooking for everybody like it's gonna it's gonna be crazy and it was like I freaking lit my eyebrows on fire I, that there night was but, a, there was a there was a giant pit fire that was yeah. going uh, yeah, I was kind of worried to stand by it. Our uh, <laughs> our thermometers we got all completely melted um, because of that because we hadn't cleaned that grill out well enough, and so it was just grease fire. Oh, man, crazy. That's where the flavor is, though. But it was fun, man. We had a really really good time, and and probably the amount of alcohol involved. Like I probably shouldn't have you know been operating calculator, let alone uh, uh, barbecue. But um, uh, yeah, we need to. We need to figure out what night that's going to be. Yeah, go ahead and put that one in the books. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one. Now that that was a good time, but I mean the anniversary party was a great time. You guys host some really badass events, you know, different things uh, from the wrestling matches to uh, you know, just fun stuff, man. You, you got a cool little spot over there. Thank you very much, man. We try to keep it, you know, fresh. I mean the the East End is is it's it's up and coming, but we're we're still out there, you know, by most people's accounts, like we that we kind of feel like we're still on the outskirts of town. And so most people that come to our tap room, like make a, a trip specifically to go to our tap room. And um, so we've been, you know, uh, talking to our buds over at Moon Tower and and some of the other business on the East End. It's, it's about kind of bringing people 
into that area of town and exposing them to what we're about and how things are over there. And um, so it's it's coming up, but um, you know we're we're still out there. Yeah, uh, give it like four more months. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll be you'll have like townhomes all around you in right, no time. Yeah, and then we're gonna be like. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Now I remember when the remember wasn't like when this, yeah. you had to like take a car over here. Exactly. Um, now you guys are a great bike ride from no matter where you are in Houston. Well, let me take that back. Houston's a ridiculously crazy large city. Centrally located people. It's a nice little bike ride over there. Yeah, and you can. I mean, we're super close to the bayou, so there's the you know the bike trails along the bayou there, so you can get to our place super easy and. I think you can pretty much get to there from almost any place that has bike trails around in Houston. So, um, super accessible from there. We do bike rides. Um, we do uh, usually we do a bike ride once a month on a Saturday. And it's just a super casual ride. It's like nine miles, and it usually includes like a midway point where you can stop and drink crawlers and hang out and 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 that kind of stuff. Or we go to other breweries and um, stuff like that. So we're working on some stuff. You know, for the new year with uh, a few other breweries around town, maybe we can do like a, either a bike meetup or like a brewery crawl bike ride and stuff like that. But um, there, there's going to be some new stuff coming coming up. You know, you'll, you'll start seeing here in the next few months. Yeah. So tap room though, uh, what are your hours over there? Open five days a week, um, Thursday through Monday. Uh, the gist of it is, if it's a weekday, so between Monday and Friday, we open at 3 p.m. Um, and uh, Monday and Thursday, we close at 10. Friday, we close at midnight. Saturday, we're noon to midnight. Sunday, we're noon to 10. So, it's kind of like drink of ages hours. Yeah, right? Yeah. Originally, and, and hopefully, you know, as, as Nick and I can kind of get out from behind the bar and we can focus on brewing and everything else, like, our hours were the way that they were because we were doing everything. We were tenant bar, uh, we were ordering, we were, you know, brewing, we were cellaring, we were doing everything, and so cleaning, had, sweeping, mopping, not so much sleeping. Yeah, um, but yeah, man. Um, so we like they just had to be that way because we were doing all. Now we're kind of moving a little bit. Um, just focusing more on on the brewery and the beer and everything else, and so we can hopefully expand some of those hours pretty soon. We have a late hours permit, so hopefully we'll be up until two um, some of these nights coming up. But um, we'll just we're just taking it step by step. See how it goes. See how it yeah, goes. you guys are doing a good job out there, um, making some pretty badass beer. So uh, congratulations, one year. I know we're a little few months past that, so Thanks, working on the second year now. Excited to see some of the things that you guys are going to be doing, especially with the next beer coming out. Um, I want to get some of this Medina side on tap over here. We can make that happen. Yeah, we need to get that get that going. Um, but no, Matt, uh, thanks for stopping by. Always hanging out, Drink of Ages. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, uh, check them out, Sigma Brewing Company. Of course, all their events. Follow them on Facebook. Look them up online. All the, the for social media stuff, man. They're all out there. And and if you haven't been to the brewery then make it a point to go out there and check them out. They make good beers. Make okay beers. Make some good beers. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Let's get a refill, and when we get back, we will have Dude Man Hay hanging out and talking some surf rock music.
Smiths of Texas is who we use here at Drink of Ages Pub to help keep our beer the tastiest it can be. Properly clean beer lines is a guaranteed way to make sure the beer tastes like the brewery's intended. If you need someone to service your draft system and keep it in great shape, call my buddies over at Draft Smiths of Texas at 877-505-3789 or look them up at dstexas.com. Find them at dstexas.com. Are you looking to support a locally owned and independent craft brewery this holiday season? If you are, be sure to pick up a six pack of the always rich and cheerful St. Arnold Christmas Ale. It's available in six pack cans and bottles. Also this holiday season, St. Arnold has their Icon Blue Milk Chocolate Stout and a dry hop wit beer called White Noise. Shop small this holiday season and support a locally owned and independent brewery, St. Arnold. is somebody will say dude and then somebody else says hey so it's like dude and hey hey yeah we should have we should have we should have thought about that before we started we could have (laughs) yeah um, next time next time we'll we'll be ready for it we'll come to rehearsal yeah yeah but you guys man playing some just some just badass surf rock what y'all do i mean you guys i'm sure come from a whole different type of musical backgrounds playing all kind of different stuff and then decided, hey, let's all sit around and play some surf rock. Donald has a degree in classical saxophone. <laughs> That's a secret. Classical saxophone. When, Part of my life of which when, I don't want the, to discuss. Uh, now, you know, I played alto, alto sax, and every <laughs> once in a while I will still get it out. Nothing classical at all, just yeah. the fact that you know, it had been like 15 years and I broke it out and played the sliding scale. And from memory, I was, I was pretty excited by it. I'm like, I'm going to start a ska band. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, class. I mean, when when did the saxophone? Because you should. I mean, when did it first appear in history? Oh, 1840. That is not that long ago. <laughs> no, it's not. 
Yeah, so I committed that to memory. A relative. I, I, I am, <laughs> that's when it became popular. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few instruments that were invented, but it's an outcrop. It's an out. Uh, it's an outlock. You could think of it as a clarinet, a metal clarinet, but really it's not a clarinet. But uh, but uh, Adolf Sachs invented it in 1840. If you want to know some other useless information, I'll be glad to tell you, but that's yeah, basically keep going. It. I mean, I'm, this is what the show's all about. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Full of useless uh, information. Yeah, no, so, so there's there's four different styles of saxophones. No, there's just doesn't matter. I mean, they're all the same. So. Yeah, they're all the same. It all depends on what kind of music you play. So it really is. It's like guitars. I mean, you got classical classical guitar, but they're still a guitar. So Good point. Although, really, what's the fiddle? Fiddle and violin are the same instrument. It's just the way you play it. What's the very small saxophone? Soprano sax yeah, or sopranino. That one, that one is almost looks like a toy, although yeah. it makes beautiful music. Yeah. I mean, it is a tiny little instrument, but that's where, you know, like I said, the alto sax, the most sexiest instrument that's ever been made in the world. Okay, well, I don't know. And we have the sexiest saxophonist, too. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we are on radio, let me tell you. <laughs> He's the cute one. Yes, I am the cute one of, of this group, yes. So how did you guys get together and decide that this was a style of music that we're going to create with this band? And just, just keep playing the surf rock? Uh, I guess I thought of it. I'm out. <laughs> My name's Chris, and I called the other guy named Chris, and I said, let's start a surf band. He said, hey, you want to start a, a surf band? And I yeah. Said, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> I just didn't give you a location. We, we happened to name the band after a song of the band that we had just seen. So That's true. Yeah, I was yeah. it, yeah. We didn't really plan that. But yeah, there's a happened. band uh, called the Reavers uh, who almost made it back in the 80s. We really liked a lot, and uh, they had a song called Dude Man Hey, an instrumental. So, that's how it goes. Well, Serve Rock, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 99% instrumental, and very smooth guitar riffs, and easy drum, yeah, and you got some keyboards, you have some saxophone in there. Uh, do you guys ever throw some vocals in just for, just for fun? I mean, a little bit. Every yeah, once in a while. There, here and there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple songs that have them, you know, anyway. Um, there's, uh, what is it, like Church Key? Church Key. Church Key's They're awesome. Not very complex lyrics, but, yeah. you know, there's lyrics. Dead Men Surfing's my favorite. By far my favorite. The lyrics are very, very, very sexy. <laughs> I really think so. Dead really Man sexy. Surfing. Yes. Dead Men Surfing is. Surfing. Yes, absolutely. I, I've been wanting to do a song called uh, Moon Dog, which has a, a someone barking through the whole song, and oh. so Donald, the sexy one, um, I think sexy. that'll be your uh, vocal. Sexy bark. No. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I gotta practice. You gotta work on that sexy. <laughs> bark. Gotta work on the sexy bark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so when, did, when did you guys get together and start start making this music? 2015, I think. Yeah, summer 2015, so, yeah. We found Jimmy on uh, Craigslist. So the thing about me looking on Craigslist to find a band, I was uh, I have a friend who plays guitar in a in a, in a band around here, and uh, we had talked about doing surf music. And uh, so I actually got on Craigslist to look for a bass player. 
to see about starting this new surf band. And uh, when I told him, I'm like, hey, man, I found a band looking for a drummer. Luckily, you know, at the time, he was like, cool, I'm picking up gigs with this other band anyway, so go for it. And so I called them, and we hooked up, and uh, I learned a couple of the songs. I kind of already knew them, I guess, but once we, we played them, they were like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And that was kind of it. And we lived happily ever after. Yeah, yes. Donald came later. Yeah. I came later. Came Donald later. came later. I was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what this band's missing? A saxophone. <laughs> the sexy guy. Oh, I'm sure they woke up one day and thought that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just in their plan. It's like, hold up, everybody. Time out, time out, time out. The sound is almost there. We are almost there. Chris decided that he was tired of playing solos, so we got the want, ringer. We wanted Don's someone get someone who could actually play solos. Yeah. 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 So I thought, let's get a classical saxophonist. We're going to get anybody. It works. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I drew the short straw, so, you know, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, that usually yeah. means you won. No, so, is that what that means? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I saw all the old war movies, and it was a bad thing. I, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, you guys are making some great music, man. I've been listening to you guys all week long. And looking forward to, after we're done with this, to some live music here at Drink of Ages. And I mean, you guys have any shows coming up? Anything you guys want to talk about? I'm playing Leon's Lounge in February. February. Uh, we might be going to San Antonio on a mini tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We're going on tour. Going on tour. San Antonio. <laughs> but, but the next confirmed Houston one is at Leon's Lounge. That's over on McGowan. And uh, that's on February Fan- February something. 17th, I think. I think it's the 17th or 18th. 18th maybe? I don't know. Look Facebook. Yeah, apparently there's like an underground tunnel from Leon's Lounge that takes you over to Mongoose versus Cobra. That from like the Prohibition days. That's where oh. they used to throw all I was actually in the first band ever that played it, Mongoose versus Cobra. And it was like they were new. They didn't know what they were doing. Everything was just kind of there. Not once did anybody mention anything about that. Of course, and nobody wants to mention it because <laughs> well, then everybody wants to hang out there. That but and the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody wants to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that, that place did used to be a grocery store. It was. Yeah. yeah. And they told me about the whole story about you know about all of that stuff, and I didn't hear anything about a tunnel. Was it so. a brothel too? It might have been, but I mean... Wasn't everything a brothel back then? No. I've seen a movie called Eyes Wide Shut. Have you guys seen that? I think it was something about from that tonight. I think that's what... I don't know. And it's just Mongoose versus Cobra. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a movie, Mongoose versus Cobra, I think. It's called uh, Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes on a Plane, in fact. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for some surf music? Uh, we are getting, yeah, actually, I am ready for some surf music. So check them out over at Leon's Lounge. Leon's Lounge. Go see them live, man. It's, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, go check them out, Badass Music. Follow them on Facebook. Look them up. Instagram. Instagram, all the social media. If you type in Dude Man Hay, you will find Dude Man Hay. I'm sorry, you'll find who? Dude. Dude. Man. man. Hey. There you go. Hey, we almost got it. <laughs> that was close. That was close. Well, we only had one rehearsal. Come on. Right? Next show, man, we're going to nail it. 
right. No, appreciate you guys coming out, man. Keep making the badass music. And yeah, dude, man, hey, thank you guys for playing some excellent music here at the pub. That's what we're about to listen to. And Thanks if you guys want to drink some really wonderful beer, beer from Sigma, this is their Murray Christmas. Crimis uh, uh, Barrel Aged Imperial Stout that is absolutely wonderful. So I will share this Cheers. with you guys. Uh, cheers. Cheers. All right. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to Drink of Ages. And if you want to catch any of the old shows, you can find them on iTunes or go to drinkofages.com. And man, listen to all the old ones. Sponsored by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. This show was sponsored by St. Arnold Brewing Company's Christmas L, and you don't have much more time to drink it, and you know you want it. It is delicious, 7.5% old L, perfect for the holiday parties. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, everybody be safe out there. And, man, go Rockets. Keep doing what they've been doing. From DJ Muscarch and myself, thank you all, and talk to everybody next week.